So today is a special day. Today is a holiday, if you didn't know. Uh, today is the Festival of Transfiguration. Everybody knows what the word transfiguration means, right? No? No? Any guesses? Shape-shifting. Yeah, to be transfigured is to be transformed. That's what the word means. Uh, and a lot of our translations actually say that, that Jesus was transformed in front of them. This is uh, from Mount Tabor, the Mount of Transfiguration. And uh, it's one of the many images that we have. And we don't know what exactly it would have looked like. The, the scriptures say that Jesus shone like the sun that somehow he shone with the brightness of all of God's presence here in this earthly world enough that his disciples could recognize what was going on and those two guys next to Jesus see if I can get this to work are Elijah and Moses there um, so we heard the story of Elijah being read from 2 Kings. And the story is that Elijah was caught up in a windstorm and taken away from his disciple Elisha and taken directly into heaven without dying. And that before the Messiah would come, Elijah, Elijah would return first. That's why when Jesus said, who do you say that you are, that I am? Some of you, some of the, the disciples said, some people say you're Elijah, because Elijah was expected before the Messiah. Moses also, tradition says Moses went up the mountain before the people crossed the Jordan into the Holy Land, and because Moses was of the generation not allowed to enter the Holy Land, Moses there on the mountain looking over the Jordan and over the Holy Land, was taken up to heaven and did not die. That's what tradition says. And so we have Moses and Elijah, these two forerunners, these, these men who never themselves died, standing alongside Jesus. And Peter has this great idea, let's build three temples, one for you and one for Elijah and one for Moses. And this is my favorite depiction of of the uh, transfiguration. Uh, I'm not sure who this one is by, but a friend captured it in a museum. And the combination of the way that it's painted and the light shining on it means that sometimes you can see Jesus' face better than the other, depending where you're standing, and sometimes you can't see it at all. And you can just see the light. And I kind of like that. Because that's what the gospel says, that he was just shining with light. And, and you can see the, even in the darkness there in front of them the sort of shock and surprise of Peter, James, and John as they witness this. You've all seen something like this, right? Somebody just transformed in front of you? That's the problem with stories like this about Jesus. We say things like, you know, what would Jesus do? But the fact is we have never seen in our lives anything quite like Jesus. I have never seen somebody transformed and completely shining with the light and love and presence of God in such a way that they were just transformed. Or at least not like that. 
But I think I have seen it at other times. And I bet you have too. I have seen it. One of my favorite things is Christmas. And yeah, yeah, don't get me wrong. I love getting gifts. But giving gifts and that look in someone's face when their eyes just light up. Have you seen that? That light in someone's eyes? That turn, I, I, I love officiating at weddings uh, because I get the best seat in the house. And being at weddings and standing right next to the groom as the bride walks in and watching his face change. And then her when she gets up to the front as well. I have seen people's faces shine before. And I bet you have too. Jesus was transformed, but not just in any old way. Jesus was transformed to shine with the light of God's love. And there's something about that, and that also is a thing that we have seen before. We have seen people be generous and kind in ways that we cannot explain by common sense, in ways that we cannot explain by self-interest. This last week has been a long week. And uh, on, was it Wednesday? Was it Wednesday? It was Wednesday. On Wednesday, Christine died. And I hope it's okay if I share this story. And I had asked Betty already. And Aggie had taken a break and gone home because we all need a break sometimes. And someone was sitting with Christine. Betty was sitting with Christine. Betty, who just buried her mom, and her brother was sitting with Christine. And I walked in around the same time. Oh, with Aggie. We walked in at the same time, didn't we? We walked in, and that room shone with the light of God's love. You could feel it in that space that day. It was a holy moment and a holy place filled with God's love. Now, not every moment is quite that tangible and quite that way, but I think that we have all seen it. Those moments when somebody helps you and you're not expecting it, when you are struggling to get through with life and somebody walks up to you and says, hey, you look like you need a hug. You look like you need a friend today. And someone is that for you. That's what it looks like to shine with the light of God's love. When you're struggling at the end of the month to pay your bills or to pay for the car that needs another repair and someone says, you know, you seem like you need some help. Can I fix this for you? Have you had someone do that for you before? It's amazing. It's amazing. I was, I was on my internship and uh, the, in, the insurance you get when you're on internship as a pastor is the hope you don't get hit by a bus variety. Uh, and, and I had a tooth that had to be pulled. And the pay you get paid as an intern to become a pastor is, I hope you like mac and cheese pay. 
And so all of a sudden I had this expense to pay for getting a tooth extracted, which is not a lot of money. Unless you get paid, I hope you like mac and cheese money. Then it's a lot of money. And like my whole face just hurt. Have you ever had a toothache like that? My whole face just hurt. And you could tell. And I was talking about needing to go and get this done and somebody in the congregation said to me, I bet you can't afford that. Here's a check. That's the light of God's love that I needed right then. Not that it's always money, but sometimes it is. Sometimes it's a friend when you need one most. Sometimes it's someone who is generous with their attention and understanding and you get home and you have had one of those days and you walk into the house and you are angry at everything. And maybe even dinner is ready and the dishes are clean but the table is set wrong so you get mad because you're ready to get mad at anything because you've had one of those days. And someone just says, you seem like you're having a bad day. Instead of getting upset that you got mad, what can I do for you? That's the light of God's love too. That sort of grace and understanding that we can give to one another. That kindness and patience. Jesus shines with the love of God in the transfiguration, not just so we can say, wow, isn't Jesus great? But rather, in the transfiguration, Jesus shows us what God calls us to become. We are called to become people who shine with the light of God's love. People who walk through our lives, and when others encounter us, they say, I want some of that. And isn't that amazing? And that love is more than just love. It's God's love. In holy baptism, whenever we baptize a child, we give them a candle. And then we quote from the book of Matthew, chapter 5. I want to say verse 16, but I'm probably wrong. It's either 16 or 18. 5, 16 or 18. And we say, let your light so shine before others that they may see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven. It's worth repeating. Let your light so shine before others that they may see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven. And make no mistake about it, when Jesus says good works, he means love. He always means love. He always means love. Right? One commandment I give to you, he says, when he departs this earth, when the night before the last supper, he says, I'll give you one last commandment, love one another. When Jesus says good works, he means love. Unselfish love. Patient love. Love that asks nothing in return. Let your love so shine before others that they may see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven. When Jesus is transfigured, it's not just so those three disciples can see it and build a shrine there. In fact, Jesus tells them not to. Which, of course, if you go with me when we go to the Holy Land, we'll go to Mount Tabor, and there's a beautiful church there. Uh, and uh, 
up front, there's a, there are two worship spaces, one about the divinity of Jesus, one about the humanity. You go to the back, and there's a shrine to Moses and a shrine to Elijah. Exactly what Jesus said not to do, but it's there, and it's beautiful. Because Jesus says, don't stay here. It's not about this. It's not about this moment. It's about going back out into the world and shining with that same light of God's love yourselves so that when others see you, encounter you, interact with you, work with you, live with you, they can't help. They can't help but notice the light of God's love shining in you. That's what it means to be transfigured. And that's what God calls for for each one of us.